The Movie Hour, episode 217, January 30th, 2013. Hey guys, this is Jim. I haven't listened to this podcast yet, but it probably has movie spoilers and swearing, so beware. Hello everyone and welcome to Gungafit Studios. You are listening to Jason Statham Keeps Making the Same Movie Hour. My name is Greg Maloney. I'm here in studios with you and with my co-host, Brother James, everyone's favorite, Jeff. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Hey, kids. How's it going? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. So, we're back in studios. It's uh, it's not freezing out. Uh, not yet. None of us are sick. And we're still in the lol Bermuda Triangle of movies where nothing comes out and movies go to die. So, how are you guys? I'm doing better now after my weekend bout of strange diseases yeah you want to tell us about your weird diseases i I caught myself some pink eye careful sleeping pink eye yeah first time ever it's kind of weird it's more annoying than anything i (laughs) i had heard a story from my neighbor recently that he got like uh chicken pox when he was 30 it's like holy shit yeah that could be dangerous when you get it later um he was telling me some horrific things probably a lot like your pink eye but not as bad, I'd say. I had a way better weekend than you. We had video game weekend. That's last right. Week, which is where, you know, a couple of uh, amazing people, heroes even, uh, meet together and play video games for like... Yeah, you said you were going to defeat Double Dragon for me. How'd that go? I didn't say I was going to defeat it, but I said I was going to try. And yeah. I didn't even try. Didn't so even yeah, try. yeah I, I, um, I'm sorry I didn't do that. It is very... I've only done it once without cheating. And that's it's a tough game for everybody that's uh, played the NES Double Dragon game. You can tell me your fantastic stories about how you're not as good as I am at it at uh, GungaPit.com. Um, Jeff, what if you were to pick one game that's Jeff's game? What would you pick? That's, wow, that is a nearly is, impossible question to answer. <laughs> in terms of in terms of the percentage of the population and how many people play it that you're the highest percentile you're like you're the highest or at least in you as far as jeff goes that's the highest you could get in any game yeah, so you're saying like i'm better at this game than like most people mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like there are so many that if like i weren't friends with people like you and josh <laughs> i could say this about um god i um I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, I'm totally on the spot now. I feel like <laughs> I don't know. Minesweeper. I don't like Minesweeper. I was gonna say Minesweeper too for some reason. I actually feel like I'm pretty gay. goddamn good at Minesweeper, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get off on a thing about Minesweeper. <laughs> I um I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. Let me, right. let me let me let me let me stew with that for a minute. Okay, no problem, no problem. Um, I was just trying to make some light conversation about how awesome. Yeah, I no, I, I I it was really heavy for me. So in the meantime, we'll talk about. Some Holly Hunters Highwood Hoopla. And we're going to start a little bit. This is going to be a game. We're going to play a game. It's like the the Who Am I game. That's what we're going to play. All right. And I'm going to give you guys hints. And you have to guess on who it is. All right. Okay. So here's a quote uh, in regards to this person who happens to be a director. We know personally and as a, uh, professionally. Um, when he was uh, asked if probably would, Street Fighter 2 if, if you would ask <laughs> Josh one. is way better than me at Street Fighter 2 but if I were going to sit here and think of a game that I were better at than Josh I'd be here for months so <laughs> Street Fighter 2 fantastic um, anyhow uh, this person had 
said this after he was approached to see if he would uh, direct the new Star Wars movie. Uh, and I quote, there were uh, the very early conversations, and I quickly said that because of my loyalty to Star Trek and also just being a fan, I wouldn't even want to be involved in the next version yeah, of the movie. Oh, you didn't let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. Was God. I supposed to? <laughs> I declined any involvement very early on. I'd rather be in the audience not knowing what was coming rather than being involved in the minutia of making them. So, yeah, it is J.J. Abrams. But so, can you guess Can you guess who said this? Can you guess who said this? I guess the franchises could go up against each other, but I'm not thinking that far ahead. I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. And the idea, idea of the world continuing, it's exciting and will be amazing. Kathy Kennedy is a friend, and there are no smarter producers. It's in great hands. Who said that? Uh, George Lucas. I'm going to go also with J.J. Abrams. J. Abrams did say that, too. How about this one? Sam? I like how he uh, singled out the three movies. Like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, a fan yeah. of these three movies. I like the three Star Wars movies that aren't total shit. Uh, and the last quote, I'm looking forward more than anyone to the next iterations of Star Wars, but I believe I'll be going as a paying moviegoer. Also, J.J. Abrams. Nice. R.I.P. Um, yeah, uh, he's dead. <laughs> he's not dead. Oh. Um, so as everyone probably already knows, uh, this came out, I think Friday, uh, JJ Abrams has signed on to be the director for the seventh installment of star Wars. Uh, congratulations. Uh, he being such a huge fan, as he said in, in these quotes here, and also, um, being the director of or current director of the star Trek movies, uh, it's very interesting. Do we care about this? Do we care about this? Jim? The fact that he's doing it or the fact that it's happening at all? Um, the fact that there is a seventh movie coming out is is not the, I guess, not the argument, but do we care that he's directing it? Does it matter? Um, Are you pumped? Like, did you have a short list? Was he on the short list of Jim? I don't think I did, actually. The seventh movie. Yeah, I don't think I do have a short list. I think it's in the danger zone no matter who's in it so or who's... You know, directing it, so it needs to prove myself before, or it needs to prove itself before I get even excited about any of them. So right, which so make, Jim's rating this danger zone, danger zone. It's not even it's the opposite of danger zone for me. Like it's off the at this point, anything could resurrect the series. Like it's dead. The series is dead. They killed it. Right. It's it's been murdered a couple times, and now the, the corpse fucking is done. <laughs> Like, yeah, until somebody shows that there's life in it, then like it doesn't matter. Right. So did it, like, I guess, cool. J.J. Abrams has a better percentage chance of rolling. You know, I'm using I'm using video game numbers. Is here. Irvin Kirshner dead? Can we not give him a crack? <laughs> Here's what's interesting is I think he's going to be like uh, doing the consult, like, doing on for consulting for the movie. Seriously? Uh, yeah, seriously. That's fucking amazing news. Now I'm excited. I gotta find the quote on that. I'm gonna get. I'll get he's back. Dead. Um, Irvin yeah. Kershner died in 2010. Oh, <laughs> well, let me know if there's any change. Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm thinking about the writer. I'm thinking about the writer, not the director. Lawrence Kasdan, who uh, wrote Empire and Return of the Jedi. He's consulting. God, how did we? We were doing the podcast in 2010. How did we not have an in memoriam? I kind of remember yeah. it actually. It's like it sounded familiar, but yeah. apparently it went in one ear and out the other. We don't remember it. Yeah. Um. So I'm sorry. The writer. I I completely fucked up. Anyhow. Um. Yeah, so he's on for consulting, and they've got uh, Michael Arndt for from Little Miss Sunshine and Toy Story Three, who wrote those scripts, writing it, and now you have J.J. Abrams directing it, which helps. Uh, I'll say it helps, but I really like. I even commented on the boards about it. Like Paul W.S. Anderson could try this movie and probably have a chance of making it, like somewhat 
on the radar since the first three were just don't even know where to begin. Don't even know where to start. Um, I guess Jeff would point you toward the, what was it? The reviews by yeah, red letter media reviews, which you like those too. Yeah. It's just, I didn't remember what yeah. it was called. Yeah. So I, red letter media reviews. I, I think it was, um, friend of the show, uh, Sikta, right? Yeah, he's a show, but that, I, oh, I, I think it was, I think it was Scott. Oh, was this? Yeah, no, you're right. It was Scott. Yes, Scott. Yeah. Scott turned us on to these. They, they're really awesome. If you haven't seen them, the Red Letter Media reviews. I still haven't watched them. Like, I gotta watch that. They're as long as the movies, practically. Yeah. Like, it, it takes nice. a while to get through them, but they're hilarious and like really, really insightful. So, getting back to the matter at hand, seventh movie, which I think they were talking about it being planned for release in 2015, and there's been already a ton of discussion about uh, Abrams schedule matching that and how it might come out later but when this movie comes out just knowing what we know of the three people or two people being attached to it are you guys interested in going to see this movie like as in are you going to be there opening day or is this something where again star wars has just off the radar until somebody tells not an event movie for me like i might go see it but uh, it's not like i want to see it like opening day or anything I went I went back like a, like a battered housewife for all three of the original movies and saw them <laughs> opening weekend or not originals but uh the right. you know the the, the remake or remakes not the right word the prequels there we go episode um, one and three and yeah no I finally I finally called the police if you know if he does it to you once he's gonna do it again I'm, I'm not uh, I'm the fact that George Lucas does not have his filthy little fingers in this it, may, it gives me a little bit of hope but not nearly enough to is make it a, a new hope. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have a new hope. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, but no, I, I mean, I'll definitely, I will see them and I will, I will see the first one in the theater without a doubt, because there's no point in waiting for it to come home. I don't think like, but right. I'll give it a shot, but I'm not going to be like lined up with my goddamn lightsaber and you know, right. Yeah. That thing, I, I put that thing into retirement quite some time ago. I feel the same as you. Like I'll, I'll see it for sure. But um, yeah, we're going to have to see some evidence. We're going to see some product production and how badass this is. Maybe some uh, preview trailer action that shows, I don't know, uh, Wookiees uh, fighting other Wookiees, and I don't know, something cool like that. I don't want to see that. Maybe a, an ATST Wookie, like yeah, Wookiee crime is not a yeah, free thing. Wookie on Wookiee crime, it's not. <laughs> I demand to know immediately what species Yoda is. Hmm. Hmm. I can't answer that. Right, no one can. It's not out there. The information's not out there. They could blow everybody's mind. I'm sure it is. In some book. Look it up. Asshole. Look it up. It's it, it's like a Star Wars fun fact that like with all the entire it's like Star Simpsons Wars universe. Springfield. It's Yoda. No one knows what. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, He's human. He's human. He could bang. He could bang. He another. appears how he wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> he could bang another human. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's that's what we're talking about here on the movie hour. Right. Yoda, Yoda Wait, bang. who else could Yoda bang? <laughs> this is great good stuff so the the one thing before we move past star wars was uh getting back to the george lucas uh money grubbing hands um it's been stated that this uh, plans for star wars 3d prequel releases which was completely on slate they had the um phantom menace come out was it six months ago or something um i think it made it made a decent amount. It made like 18 million or something opening weekend, which is just retarded. Um, but they uh, have confirmed that they have dropped the idea of doing the second and third episode and, or sorry, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth with a 3D treatment. They're not doing it. Um, so that's cool. 
I guess. They made a correct decision in they there somewhere. They made $23 million, by the way. Not, not, not $18, $23 million. Um, And actually, that was way... No, 2010 was when they announced it. They were going to do all six movies. Uh, Fox was going to do all six movies with 3D treatments. Thank God. Thank it's God. about time. Yeah. Um, so that's off the table. And that's cool. So we don't have to worry about that kind of childhood uh, raping. But you have to worry about a couple other things. The last thing I'm going to discuss, which is the most important, the High Hunters Highwood Hoopla. And it is... It's actually kind of a... It's an olive branch. It's an olive branch that the universe is giving to all those people that pretty much haven't seen the greatest movie of all time, um, either in theaters or elsewhere, uh, a second chance. You get a second lease on life. Um, Problem is, we're going to have to post this ASAP because tomorrow, January 31st, is when they are going to do one of the broadcasts slash go to your local theater and you can watch the movie Plan 9 from Outer Space. Um, fantastic film. Ah, Plan 9. Yes. Yeah, the one, the one that worked. God. It's going to be amazing, which just reminded me, I, pull, I pulled the, these pretzels are making me thirsty at a video game weekend. I actually literally said these pretzels are making me thirsty either it, today or yesterday killed. in a work situation. It killed when I used it. It killed. Very nice. Very um, nice. Yeah, I know. So, what I was going to say was just, this movie, it... It's got a special place in my heart. 1959, Ed Wood. Like, it's the best. You know, it's. I haven't Ed, seen it. You haven't seen You got to go tomorrow. Apparently. It's good. It's good. Got, it's they, it's got, real good. <laughs> they got Jonathan Colton to do, like, some stupid, like, song before it starts. And then, I don't know. They're I supposed to be like, Spell of the Ghosties in it. Colton's your hipster. I don't even know how to describe it. Gotcha. Um, folk singer. Hipster folk singer. Okay. That's. That's. that's, that's Close as I can get, I think, for that. Um, so, yeah. Jem, you have to go check it out. I'll post the list. Obviously, it's limited theaters, but um, I think it's also it's supposed to be like 7 um, PST, I think. So, it's sort of kind of late for us uh, Eastern Time kids. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll post the list. In case you're wondering, if you guys have not seen Plan 9 from Outer Space, the plot is... I'm sorry. It's, it's Oh, go ahead. No, finish. No. no, do it. Um, the plot is, and I'm not going to give away the ending or anything, but that uh, aliens come from outer space uh, in order to, I don't know, whatever, and then enact Plan 9, uh, which is in probably the best best scene in any movie ever where they describe to you what Plan 9 is. Like they receive that their instructions are to do Plan 9, and the guy goes, ah, yes, Plan 9. <laughs> and then, and then they, they go through and explain that it's to resurrect dead people. So it's like a zombie movie and an alien movie and like a uh, like um, Independence Day style, like high action. Oh, it's so <laughs> fucking good. It's, it's <laughs> unreal. Sounds amazing. It it's, is. It's really good. You gotta you gotta see it to believe it. And again, I'll I'll post the list. But limited theaters. I think what's hilarious is the closest one to us, Jim, is like Oxford Cinema. <laughs> That's like, wow. It's the only the pillar of the movie community. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Um, before I guess before we get to the movie reviews, one last thing. Um, box office. Obviously, as I mentioned before, we are in a quagmire of movie death right now there's there are nothing crazy going on um the hansel and gretel awesome movie i think it's is the <laughs> subtitle van helsing 2 came Not out gore. right came out this this weekend and actually i think it made like 
15 million or something. Top of the pops. Right. Yeah, top of the list. But what's hilarious is guess how much top, I think it was like top 20 grossing movies this weekend. Guess what the total amount was for all the movies, uh, box office numbers this weekend? 42. Top... What'd you say, Jim? I guess 42. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 37. Okay. I, I appreciate you. I like the guesses, but it was actually 88. Okay. Uh, I, I, yep. 88 for all the movies, uh, at least up to, what is it? Top. Oh, I'm sorry. It's even higher than that. It's not top 20. It's top 80. Whoops. So in basically theaters everywhere, yep. everything showing. Yep. That's pretty domestic. Low. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So I was surprised oops. to see that. Gonna hijack this a little bit, but yeah. uh, Django and Chains like 146 million. That's Quentin's highest grosser ever. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like, 811 more foreign. Besides, like two of his films, he it doubles anything else he's done. And you, have you you've seen it, right? Or no? I haven't seen it yet. No. Dude, dude. People uh, love Jamie Fox. I guess so. And again, I like I'm. It's just hilarious that it was nominated for an Oscar. Like in in a better world, it could win it, but it, I just don't even know how people decided to nominate that movie. Um, at least, I, well, not people. I'm sorry, the Academy decided to nominate right. that movie. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, it's amazing. the The weekend's been like Parker, which is Transporter Five, is out. Um, <laughs> is there a Transporter Five? Maybe it's Transporter Six. <laughs> um, and we also got Movie Forty Three. Which costs only six million to make, which amazes me. Like I was reading, uh, who's it, Peter Farley? Like just talking about how he would just ask actors to show up and do, you know, this scene whenever they could, and how they. Would, oh, like, is this a Farley Brothers movie? It's only him. He was oh. the only one attached after like his brother dropped out way back when. This and... is shit. I'm leaving. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's even it's easily going to make its money back when six millions all that was attached to it, but both just getting shit on all over the place um anyhow um nothing good to report from the box office if you're going to theaters you know this weekend be careful go see plan nine from outer space tomorrow uh we'll we'll talk more soon about that but i guess let's jump to uh the movie reviews and then we'll uh we'll do have we'll have a parade after that we'll do a parade so who wants to start first uh i can go i guess rock and roll get nuts um i ended up seeing the movie ted uh, that nice. came out earlier this year. Uh, saw it on the wall, actually. Uh, yes. my... 2013. Oh, 2013, sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> last year then. Last year. I can see how time just flies. Yeah. Because, yeah. Jim, it's not the 70s. <laughs> it's not the same year. <laughs> but yeah, so it came out in 2012. And yeah, uh, my brother-in-law had gotten it as a gift. So we uh, watched it on the wall in all of its glory. Um but uh, Ted, in case you didn't know, is the story of uh, a teddy bear who comes to life because his kid owner d- is lonely and wishes that uh, the, the teddy bear could come to life and be his best friend. And, of course, it does. And um, can, can I can I pause you for a second? Sure. I'm curious what the wish situation is. I feel like... Uh, Birthday the, wish? This is sort uh, of a Christmas. unique thing. Like, what's the, it's, so it's a magical Christmas wish? Yeah, magical Christmas wish with a shooting star in the sky as he... Gotcha. Whoa. Yeah. Day. Yeah. All right, a double Christ- time, double yeah, time. Christmas well, of course, it works. You don't mess with that. Icing on the cake. Yeah. So, um, they become fast friends. Obviously, um, the bear is like widely known to everybody as like this miracle bear, and like on the news and stuff like that. And they fast forward to like later in life, and like 
no one cares about the bear very much anymore like any like you know celebrity in his 15 minutes of fame it's old school you know old news now so now they're just two guys that are good friends and hang out live together and uh the or the little boy uh john uh ends up meeting a girl and they start to become very serious and it gets wait the, the little boy meets the girl and gets well, serious. this is years and years <laughs> okay. later you gotta pay the trolls <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah, like you know, we're talking you know Mark Wahlberg age now because you know that's who plays John. But yeah, he meets a woman and uh, it starts to get serious, and John has to basically decide if he's gonna you know actually grow up and kind of you know move in with his girlfriend and kind of live that life instead of hanging out with you know his teddy bear Ted, who is a pretty normal person, but he's a partier and like just doesn't have any. Uh, responsibility in his life whatsoever type of thing. So he doesn't work? Basically, yeah. This I feel Ted... like I would have given the bear a job if I were the writer, which is probably why I'm not a writer. This... Well, th- there is a job-searching uh, montage for the bear. Too. Okay, see, there we go. I, yeah. I knew I was onto something. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I was just going to ask, does Ted have, like, you know, does Ted have needs? Like, does Ted need to eat and drink? Like, um, whether he's... or not he needs to, he does in the movie. So. Okay. <laughs> I want to know. These are yeah. important questions. Yeah, he he's quite the the drinker and alcoholer um, world, but uh, <laughs> he, he also eats and stuff. Uh, you have him. Uh, he has sex, so like he, he has needs. Okay. All right. Continue the joke. Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, the movie's pretty good actually. There's some decent gags. Um, I kind of have lost interest with Family Guy over the years. You know, kind of that played out for me, but this movie does pretty good on its own. Um, it helped that there's a lot of pop culture references in this movie, uh, especially for my era, a lot of eighties jokes and references. Um, Flash Gordon himself is in this movie as the actor who played Flash Gordon. So no shit. And uh, there is a, one example is there's a direct, like a very literal, like scene for scene homage to a scene, an airplane, which is pretty sweet. Whoa. So, yeah, so there's things in here that are pretty entertaining. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as just a gimmick comedy, it worked pretty well, I thought. They're pretty good. And did you pretty much see all of, like, Seth MacFarlane's touch on everything in this movie? Um, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it's definitely his comedy is all in the vulgar arena, basically, and inappropriateness, that sort of thing. Do you have cutaway references to things that... No, it wasn't like Family Guy. Right. There, was, there was like a two... There were like two or three of those, but it was more of like... I don't know. It, it Like one of them was the airplane homage. The cut, okay. Because that's what they did in Airplane. Like, oh, cut back to, you know, when we met in that nightclub. That's pretty much what they do. Nice. They use the bar scene. Yeah, oh. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. If I ever make a movie, I'm doing a shot for shot sequence involving the bar scene. <laughs> right. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's that's interesting. So it's not like a ton of them, just like rapid fire, like oh, like that time I went to the store and they show something like, so, like that. Marky Mark's comedy career has been well documented on this podcast. Does he continue and pretty good? Yeah, I, I enjoyed his work. Cool. Um, Mila Kunis is pretty solid as the uh, the girlfriend. Right. And there's a decent cast of supporting characters that are pretty good. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi is in it, and he actually has kind of a sinister role, kind of a a fan of his of the teddy bears from like you know his glory days that hasn't quite let him go and he stalks he stalks uh, ted and ends up um 
uh, capturing him at one point, and yes. he does weird ass shit in his home and stuff. It's pretty funny. To... <laughs> <laughs> I like, like Giovanni Ribisi yeah. an awful lot. Yeah, he he has some good like hilarious scene. Matt Walsh has a home in this uh, in this movie. Too. Oh, I like Matt Walsh yeah. too. I'm not very familiar with him. I remember, in fact, I was just listening to an old podcast where we talked about Ted coming out and you talking about Matt Walsh and not knowing who yeah. it was. But the, <laughs> now you remember not knowing about him. I'm like, oh, this is who they were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, he was pretty good. He was a uh, uh, Wahlberg's boss who is kind of like half crazy and half like trying to get Wahlberg to step up to the plate and take his position. He, he's the one that uh, knows Tom Skerritt as Tom Skerritt in the, the movie. Sweet. Sweet. Like, oh, yeah, but do you have a picture of Tom Skerritt? I do. <laughs> awesome. So, so uh, do you see, like, another movie, if Ted 2 comes out, which it will, are you going to go see it? Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to see a Ted 2. I'd want to see something different. Like, it's a gimmick comedy, so it's like, right. you know, Bruce Almighty was done. Why go see Evan Almighty type, you know, just like... It's a great, new gimmick, you know. Great kind reference. of the beard. Great reference. Yeah. yeah, it's just like you found your one trick, you did it well. Move on to the next trick. All right, that's that's <laughs> about that's a good wrap up, Jeff. Nice. Yeah. All right, so I saw a couple of movies. I saw Savages, the Oliver Stone picture, and so, um, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Which would you guys like to hear about first? Beasts. That, that's definitely the one I want to see. Beasts. Beasts. All right, so we're beasting. All right, um, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Uh, yeah, the little girl was awesome. Yeah, totally. ridiculous. Um, little girl was awesome. I uh, like, you know, is she gonna win the Oscar? No, 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 like she's uh she was pretty fantastic. Like you never for a second thought to yourself like it was almost distracting because like I've heard so many good things about how good she was. Like I'm looking for the chink in the armor. She was fantastic and like you, the, it was distracting to watch and be like, how did they get this performance out of this little kid? Right. Um, I'm not even gonna try and say her name, Miss Wallace. Yeah. Uh, Good call. And uh, but no, I mean it was it was a cool movie. It's a, a, a brief rundown on the plot uh, is that this little girl has a really bad relationship with her father. Uh, her mother like jump ship basically, and they live in this uh, like very it's like a uh, it's almost like a like a slum I guess you could say. It's called the bathtub, and it's like a like an area in Louisiana that's been totally cut off from like they, they put up a levee and this is on the other side of the levee and like there's no actual it's not like an actual town right. like it's like everybody there is sort of squatting in a way so it's everybody's super poor but they have like they make it work and i, pic- uh, I pictured dilapidated being the perfect word yes dilapidated <laughs> exactly yes so um yeah her father is his his health is failing and like he's not a very good dad but he's like trying to be a good i don't know and like but also there's this uh sort of sub thing about the ice caps melting and how this is going to cause like flooding in, in the bathtub, uh, where she lives. Uh, and like, as the ice caps melt, these oryx, you know, like the really like ancient, uh, like, yeah, you're talking uh, about oryx and type. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they get like unleashed and start mm-hmm. like coming after the, it, it's sort of like a fantasy thing too. It's, it's sort of interesting, uh, interesting little twist. Um, it was good. It was, a I, I like, there's not a whole lot, to it i guess like there it's it's sort of a one of those movies that not like a ton happens but it's 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 really well shot there's a lot of uh handheld cam which a lot of people i i saw on in reviews were complaining about but i thought it was i thought it was well done i thought it fit the uh the theme a lot right um no i thought it was i thought it was a super cool movie i really enjoyed watching it um 
and I would I would recommend it. Stamp of approval. Why not? Do you this? Uh, uh, that's the big deal. I won't pass that up for a minute. But when you caught it, like, there is it pretty much just him or uh, the father and the daughter? Or is there are there any other? Oh big no, characters there are quite a few other characters. Right. Um, some pretty like they don't get a lot of like <clears throat> like. I'd say like the maximum amount of lines another character gets might be like six, but that like they're pretty well developed anyway. If that makes sense, like right, they they play on like very they play on archetypes an awful lot, and it's it's kind of a there's a lot unsaid. There there's not actually a whole lot of dialogue in this right. Movie. It's a lot like unsaid uh, that that really makes it a good I don't know it's 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 a good movie it's 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 a beautiful movie like the the visuals are really really nicely done and the uh the plot you know takes you through it's not overly long it's 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 good it's a really I thought it was a really strong movie yeah I'm looking at a, a couple more like I've looked at this before but I was looking at a couple specifics about the location and apparently it's uh based on a, the fictional island is Isla de Charles de Coup or something uh-huh. which apparently is a just a referenced place by like fishing communities that um, is like an fantasy, like independent, like community that fishing Island that's threatened by erosion and hurricanes and rising sea levels, apparently. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's actually towards the beginning of the movie, there's a, there's an awful storm that comes in and like everything gets flooded and destroyed and they wind up having the lake and then the flood recedes, but everything's already kind of jacked up. And I don't know. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm not I'll be honest like I'm not really sure what to make of the, of all of it like I, I think there might be some things in the, that I don't understand or maybe they're not meant to be understood probably I just don't understand them but uh right like I was gonna say this seems like it's probably pretty metaphorical right there, yeah I think there's a lot going on and obviously you know there's like they're in Louisiana there's a flood like I think <laughs> we might know what that's about but like mm-hmm. uh I, I, there it's a very um it's not it, it doesn't it's not like uh political i guess you could say or at least i didn't i didn't feel that way about it at all like it's not right. trying to prove a point in that in that way um not but, like plant uh, nine from outer space does right no no nothing <laughs> like that no, nothing as serious as such uh so yeah savages let's hear about that too all right so savages we're on it oliver stone um blake lively home run yeah yeah uh taylor kitsch who is it. i think just box office gold from everything i've heard <laughs> box and office. uh and Aaron Johnson are the big are the big players in this. I uh, hear Taylor Kitsch makes billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, uh, seriously. Seriously. Yeah, he, I think he'll be fine with that, you know, unbelievably attractive face and his yeah. acting career. I think I think he'll land on his feet. But yeah. man, what an unfortunate twenty minutes <laughs> yeah. twelve that asshole had. <laughs> um all right, so Benicio del Toro also plays a pretty good, pretty big role in this. Uh, John Travolta, and uh, of course Jim's favorite, yes, Selma Hayek. How's Johnny T doing? It's good to know he's alive and not dressing up as girls right now. Like, yeah, um, he was he was all right in this movie. Um, didn't dress up as a girl though. Didn't dress up. No, as a girl. didn't dress up a girl as a girl at all. Um, so the plot of this movie is that uh, Taylor Kitsch and Aaron Johnson make. Uh, they, they like have a method for manufacturing the best marijuana in the world. Probably, uh, they're very different people, but they're very fun. Like, or they're very like friendly. Um, they're like you know best best of friends. So Taylor Kitsch, it, like uh, his his contribution uh, to the weed thing is that he was uh, he was in the in the army or the Marines or whatever, and he was in Afghanistan. Not whatever. Like I don't care which one. I just don't. Right. Care. Right. Yep. 
of course they're all important. Um, and I didn't want to say that dismissively. I, I'm trying not, I'm trying to walk back from this. Like I really respect people in the armed forces. There we go. All right. So anyway, um, he was in Afghanistan and like brought back some seeds from like tremendous, uh, Afghani marijuana plants, I guess. And Ben is like a botanist, uh, Ben being the, uh, Aaron, Aaron Johnson, character it's like a botanist and like a total hippie and like you know like big into karma and all that stuff so ben's got ben's got the brains and taylor kitsch has the the means right exactly so they're they're um but in like just very different in person like you know the polar opposites they're uh, dramatic foils to use yeah. a uh, literary term all right so uh blake lively um is both they're they're best friends and she's you say hot i said stone cold fox (laughs) stone cold fox yeah he she is like their collective girlfriend it's sort of a little you know whatever you you get over it she's their collective girlfriend like they just share her uh whatever like she's a not like she's a thing to be one like she's she's a person right no she's a person they're they're all just all three of them are in love and they're both uh you know the the guys are both in love with her and not uh you know i don't know um (laughs) it's it's i'm sure if you it's based on a book i think yeah by don winslow i'm sure if you read the book it makes a little bit more sense but basically it's like what i got out of it is like these guys are like two parts of like the same man like there's right. this part and that and that part and like she sees them as like one person uh with the and and maybe they see each other as like parts of the, i don't know anyway um, <laughs> so what winds up eh. happening is uh selma hayek's like uh mexican drug cartel is moving up into california and wants to um it wants like wants to basically like a business um wants to sort of like co-opt their method and is willing to pay them a certain amount of money but they have to like reciprocate by like selling you know it's 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 a business deal but it's sort of like a strong arm and they don't really want to do it so they're like i don't think i really want to do this like but you know like we're probably okay you know respectfully i decline whatever uh but so they get out of it so that didn't they basically so the drug cartel uh, with Benicio del Toro is sort of like their, you know, like their bulldog, I guess. Kidnaps Blake Lively, so both the guys are like, "Oh, what's up?" And like, uh, you know, because they're from California. Yeah. And oh, uh, bummer. Oh, bummer. That's our Blake Lively, and <laughs> you took our Blake Lively. No, so, um, so basically, what happens is they like, and so they're like, "Okay, we'll do whatever we have to do." Like, we, you know, we'll, we'll we, we're gonna do all this stuff, and like starts off with they're like just acquiescing to the, you know, to the wants of uh, of Selma Hayek's uh, thing. By the way, we're John Travolta to fits in is he's like their um he's like their dea agent in like he's the one that keeps okay. them from getting caught he gives right. them a bunch of money like she did like you know it's whatever so uh but it, it sort of turns where like as time goes on uh taylor kitch and aaron johnson become more and more like okay we're just gonna start killing a bunch of people and they wind up kidnapping uh selma hayek's daughter i'm giving nice. away the whole movie here nice. uh, and like treat her incredibly poorly and like put so basically they're like mirroring the activities so i think the the title savages is basically like you know th- this whole drug war on drugs and the whole like drug thing and like drug trade and nobody drug wins Right, turns everyone involved into a savage, and um, you know, I don't know. It was it was a worthwhile it was a worthwhile movie, but it wasn't like. I'm sorry. Did you say you were reviewing Reefer Madness? Is that, right, is I, that did. I did. I <laughs> did. 
Um, what the hell is Emil Hirsch doing in this movie? Yeah, he plays the right. Good question. He <laughs> plays their he plays their like rogue accountant. I guess he, he, it's a, it's a bit role. Okay, don't, don't worry about it. So, there's a such thing as rogue accountant. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Not that we oh, know about. What you think oh. of Aaron Johnson? Like, I haven't seen him in a whole lot, but he seems to be up. And he was all right bit. as kickass. Kick ass. Um, I I know he played like a young John Lennon in one of his movies that I never saw, but oh really? Yeah, that's kind of cool. He played John Lennon. What a kick ass! That's funny. No, he was all right. I mean, he was as good as Taylor Kitsch. (laughs) 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 Boom. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he was fine. He was nobody in this put in. I don't think anybody turned in a fantastic performance. I thought Benicio del Toro played a scumbag. You know okay but i don't feel like that's anything new for him right uh nah, it was it was all right all right cool so we have a uh we have a seal of approval for beasts of the southern wild which is expected the movie looked completely badass i can't believe i haven't caught it yet yeah me too also. um and you know some some decent movie reviews we do not have a parker posey play along this week i'll make sure to post some of the hoopla stuff up on the boards at gunkbit.com also have some stuff on uh, the movie hour page on Facebook. Uh, the interns are always posting really hilarious, hilariously stupid stuff. Like, let's see, Ooh, we've got a quote. We've got a quote here. Um, we've got some kick-ass pictures. Kick-ass too, by the way. In production, Jim Carrey doing a great job. Congratulations, Jim. Jim Carrey. Yeah, <laughs> plays a new Jesus. hero. Jim Carrey is he's he's big news, buddy. He's big news. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's up and coming. I he's, have. I thought he was old news because I have heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But anyhow, uh, it's been another fantastic movie hour, guys. I uh, hope you guys, everyone listening, uh, find something they can watch at the theater. Uh, James and Jeff, thank you so much for your input. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, definitely my pleasure. Drive safe, people. <laughs> see everybody soon. Thank you guys for joining us. The Jason Statham keeps making the same movie hour. Catch you next time. So you, Jason Statham keeps making the same goddamn movie. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at right now? I don't know. I'm just looking for names to use. It's hard to <laughs> I know that was your title yeah. suggestion. I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> I know it's an old joke and it has been for a while, but he's just been making the same fucking movie for like the past decade. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gunkapit Studios, and you are listening to the Jason Statham Keep Make Keep Making Fuck Jason Statham's keeps making keeps making. Yeah, it's a tough one. We're gonna be here a while. <laughs> it's <laughs> hello, everyone, and welcome to Gunkapit Studios. You are listening to the Jason Statham Keeps Making the Same Movie Hour. Movie Hour. Keep that one. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> <laughs> Movie hour? Movie hour. <laughs>